Give to Barrett. Cut back over the middle of the 25 to the 20. Breaks a tackle to the 15. Stop, starts 10 5. Touchdown, Lions. Holy mackerel. Throws end zone. It is caught. What a play back there in the back of the end zone by TJ Hawkinson. You're listening to the One Pride Cast. Welcome into another episode of the One Podcast. Mike O'Hara is already cracking up because this is take two. I forgot to hit record on the first take. Um, but welcome back. Lions are, they're, they're coming off a of bye week, going into Pittsburgh week, and the Steelers are red hot. Four-game win streak. However, on the Twitter, I have seen the phrase trap game a couple of times. You just take that as, as what you will. Mike O'Hara joining me, DetroitLions.com writer. Did you have a good bye week? Did you get any rest? Well, yeah. Well, unfortunately, when I got home uh, Sunday night from our last game, got home and found that my furnace was out, <gasps> and it took him five days to fix it. So I was with, I was a little cold for four or five days. Five days? Why? Yeah, because it. Well, you know why? It, it, it's, it takes time to get parts now and things like that. Wow. So I finally got somebody in Friday morning. It's a place I've do, been doing business with since I lived in this house, but uh, they couldn't get there any sooner than wow. that. So I had a combination of space heaters and hot coffee and begging a couple of friends if I could sleep on their couch. Yeah, did they let you? No. I wouldn't either. <laughs> okay, space heaters. Nobody trusts me, are you kidding me? I know, I know. If Like, it's, like your electric bill is going to be through the roof because you use those space oh, heaters. Well, thanks for making me feel worse. I know. I, I learned that the hard way. Do you want me to show you the bill for the furnace? No, I don't. You can uh, keep I don't that either. one. I, don't, I didn't like looking at it either. Oh, gosh. I have anyway. a home. I'm probably going to have to replace my furnace sometime soon, but adult things. Anyways, let's talk some football. Okay. We're um, done talking about the furnace. We're done talking about the furnace because we are warm in our new little podcast room that's honestly just a meeting room, but we like it. Well, don't come on. Don't undersell us. This is pretty posh, it's, you know? It's pretty posh. It's new because, you know, we're in a new part of this season. Second part of the season? <laughs> yes, that's those are all questions. Okay, yeah. yeah, we're tackling the second part of the season, and it starts with the Pittsburgh Steelers. However, Mike, I just want to get your take on just what we've seen so far and what what is what is there left to reach into the jar and pull out that we might not have seen that could help this team? You know, I think there have been a couple of things, Danny, and we'll get to the, like, the near misses on a couple of games that they sort of had one, but you never do until you do. But I just, it's, it, there was really, I think there was more expectation than, than we've seen. Obviously, nobody thought they would go 0-8, but we, you know, from the day the schedule came out in April, we looked at, boy, this is really a tough start. And it was, it really was. Yeah. And, and it's really, it's a tough finish, too. There's, there's no really walkovers for the Detroit Lions, but we just saw the ups and downs, yeah. uh, the ups and downs of the team. And, and they were more than I expected. The yeah. swings, the... You know, this wasn't just a little blip here. Bip, 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 bip. It was ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. And, and you never really knew which team you were going to get from, from one week to the next. The team that really played hard and, and really took, you know, a uh, couple of teams right to the limit before losing, you know, like Minnesota and, uh-huh. and the Baltimore Ravens lost on a last play kick. Yep. But we saw the other teams that just really didn't show up in the second half, the Bengals, uh, the yep. Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, Which one uh, was worse, Bengals or Eagles? Eagles, because the Bengals are a football team. The Eagles are a project. Ah, that's a good – wow, yeah. you just rattled that off. Yeah, I think it was uh, – uh, the Bengals were like, okay, this is this is a one-off. This probably won't happen again. Yeah, you And hope. then it happened 
in an even worse fashion against the Eagles. And it's kind of the way the season started, you know, against against the 49ers. Now, look, they did score two touchdowns and two two-point conversions late right. in the game to cut it to eight points, but it wasn't an eight-point game. It right. really wasn't. But, look, they're getting some guys back now. Uh, they're, they're a little bit healthier, and I think, you know, coming out of the bye should help them. It mm-hmm. really should. I think guys get invigorated. T.J. Hawkinson talked about that yesterday. I asked him what was it like on Monday morning. He said, I felt good, which wow. is different than he did the previous eight Mondays. And I think I think T.J.'s really – I think he's going to have a big year now. He's got 48 catches in eight games. Yep. Is on course on course to have 101 or 102 catches. And look, he didn't even know that. He said, "Didn't know that." He says, "Call now me when I get there." When you're saying that out loud, it's kind of crazy because you start off so hot, yeah, and then it's kind of just dwindled. He had eight catches, eight catches, and then yep. I think he had was it ten catches in the next three games or yeah. four games. It, uh, it was yeah. But then he came on pretty strong the last two or three games, and that's how I got up to 48. And sometimes he was just piling up catches, and, and when the team's not winning, you wonder. No, what, what's he? Well, he, he's he's their best player. Right. That's, wow. It's not even close. Yeah, I and I just piggybacking off that. I think once Hawk finds his rhythm again with Goff, yeah. and can be open um, and stretch the field, stretch the field in general. I think that's when this offense is going to get reinvigorated. When you can see your big man going down the field catching balls, and it's not just going through the running backs. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Dan Campbell, the head coach, said something. Uh, I don't know if it was Monday in his first presser or Wednesday or wh- wh- whichever one it was, but you know, he wants he wants the quarterback. You know, he wants to look pull the trigger. And if, I, if to me, and he, you know, and, and Dan Campbell has said he's going to get more involved in the offense, which well, is see, interesting. I thought it is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yep. Uh, and that's part of the buy because you have time to think about things, and you know you're not you just could, doing it on the fly. You could tell he was thinking. To me, I'd say, well, why didn't you do it before? But then I'm not him. I'm not in charge Correct. of 53 players well, and all this other stuff. I, I, it's he. He's been an assistant coach. This is his first head coach. Well, no, I take that back. He was well, in Miami, but that was different. He was, yeah, right. he was a rental, kind of thrown in there. Yeah. Um, here, it's you do have to split almost even time between special teams, defense, and offense. And right. now, through 10 weeks, he's like. Listen, I, w- I played on offense. I was a tight end in the NFL. I need to be in, in the offensive room more often than I was. Yeah, and if I were him, and, and I'm not, but if I were him, I would talk to, uh, to Hawkinson saying, pull the trigger. I'm not Hawkinson, uh, uh, Goff. Yeah. I'd say, look, pull the trigger. If it's an interception, it's an interception. Don't play scared. I'm not going to you know, I'm not gonna be mad at you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take away your lunch money. Yeah. Just throw the ball. Yeah. We're getting nowhere with these three yards, you know, behind the, uh, three yard, and behind the line of scrimmage. Get the ball down downfield. There's another component to that. Who do you throw it to? You got TJ, and then you got Danny Rogers and Mike O'Hara. And Correct. You know, who else? Yeah. You, know you want to know who else now? Who would be a great red zone target? Lengthy, tall. <laughs> the new wide receiver, the Lions oh, just claimed, Josh Reynolds. And, you know, you're right, and they've got some history with him. Oh, four years with yeah, golf. Yeah, with golf. Holmes. So there's some history there. Now, he didn't have big – he had one new season, I think, with 50-plus catches. Maybe that's 2018 Super Bowl yeah. season. Yeah, and the rest were just, just years, you know. He was, just, yes. he was just a guy on the team. But, you know, to me, if he did it once, you can do it again. I agree. And I think it says a lot that uh, Reynolds asked for a release from the Titans because he was not getting the reps that he wanted. So he knew who was who was up on that waiver list. Yeah. He knew it was the Detroit Lions. Um, his buddy Jared Goff had texted him, 
Um, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's because we heard from we heard from Goff yeah. that he did not talk to Josh, and then Josh comes in and rats him out. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, that dynamic. Yeah. But I, that's got to boost this this receiving core. Well, you know, yeah, you need some look. You need some size at wide receiver too, and they've got a bunch of, of you know smaller guys. Correct. You know, Amon Ra, St. Brown is Khalif Raymond. They say he's six feet. I don't believe it. No, he's like no. five ten and a half. I think five ten. Khalif Raymond about five eight. Yeah, yeah, and look, it's nothing against them, but nope. you, you need some size out there to, to, to get the ball to guys. You can't, you know, the, 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 just that differential is, is awfully hard to make up in the open open field. So we'll see how it works. But look, when you say they have nothing to lose, of course you have something to lose. There are, there are you know, there are consequences and outcomes for the decisions you make. So I never, I don't buy that nothing to lose thing. Yeah. Because losing is losing. It's the way it is. But I think it's, I think it's a good signing. I really do. And I we'll see. I think so too. So that was the one addition um, on offense that they just brought in. However, I feel like this entire both sides of the ball are getting boost, even special teams. Um, you have Taylor Decker who is working his way oh, back good. into practice, yeah, absolutely. full practice this entire yeah. week. Um, we'll see what his game status is here coming up soon. So that's going to put Decker back in left tackle. That's going to move Panay over to right tackle. Right. Um, Jared Goff said Panay is. Uh, I'll paraphrase for him, not moaning, not groaning about having to move back to that right tackle position. Um, so I've, that's going to give just more stability back to that offensive line, right? Right. Let's put it this way. I think in his heart of hearts, yes. Penny Sewell would rather play left tackle. But he's being put at right tackle, and I think in his also heart of hearts, he wants to play as well as he can. Yes. And so he'll play as well as he can. But I would think, Danny, I think it would just be natural that he played left tackle in college. Yes. You know, put it right tackle, left tackle opens. He plays pretty well there. He'd probably want to stay there. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he's going to make a big stink about it either. Correct. And that's what I like about him. I think so, too. I, it's just he, you, you wouldn't know that he just turned 21 years old. Right. Uh, he comes in and does his job. Certainly so. the way he carries himself. He, yeah. he carries himself like he's been doing this a long time. I know. And, you know, someday he will have been doing it a he long will. time. Yeah. This I, is, that's the real thing there. <sighs> Lions fans, if, if you guys need a jersey to go buy, I was asked this the other day. They're like, who, whose jersey should? And I am actually so bummed. I did not say Panay, but I did say Ragnow. <laughs> well, I think Frank Ragnow is the best player in the team. <laughs> Correct. Right? I was like, if you want a jersey, go get Ragnow. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Frank is. is in, but the one thing they have now, they have four of their starting five back. Huge. Yeah, and that's the first, first time this year. Now, if they would have had Frank, they'd have all five. And this was supposed to be the best unit on the team. And, and would have been. And it still might be. I know. It really might be. But uh, I think you know, Taylor Decker is a really good player. Yep. He gets overlooked, and look, a lot of offensive linemen get overlooked for I whatever know. reason. You make one pro, you make the next nine. Yep. That's the way it is. But Decker is a really, really good player, and and unfortunately, on teams, he's been on teams that haven't haven't won. Yep. So it's a little different. But but I, I, that's you finally got guys who can really clamp down the outside and give give Jared Goff a little more time to throw the ball down the field, Jared, yes. if you so choose. I know. And I, we know Jared Goff, we know he wants to complete these explosive plays. Just, sure, of I, course. You mentioned not, not being scared. He did at one oh, point lead the league in turnovers. I know. I know. So it's it's, it's tough, obviously. Uh, this offense could be without Jamal Williams for yeah, a second Yeah, that's game. a loss. It really is. That's a power runner. 100%. Yeah. And really, when I say this about uh, – uh, about DeAndre Swift, I'm really disappointed in him as a runner. It doesn't mean I don't like him as a player. Yes. I'm just disappointed. Let me rephrase it. I'm disappointed in his produ production as a runner. Okay. I thought he would do do better. 3.2 yards per carry. That's 
that's for that's for a guy who's in his fifteenth year playing part you know part time. It shouldn't be for a guy in his second year now. Who knows what's there? Who knows what's what holes are there? Who knows how they're playing them? Yep. I would imagine it's pretty tough to break anything in the running game when the safeties are playing up because you know you're not throwing the ball deep. So a lot of things go into that. Yeah, I mean when your uh, your yards per catch as a running back is eight, almost yeah. nine yards. Yeah. No, he's a good ball. He's a good, talented ball player. That's why I say I'm I'm, I'm disappointed in his production yeah. as a running back. Not necessarily him. No, in in Eagles it was just very. It was very underwhelming. Uh, 12 attempts, 27 yards. Uh, I'll pretend I didn't hear that. I know. I know. He had another one like that, too. It was like 11 carries for 18 yards or something earlier in the season. Yep. Eight, well, you, do you really want to know? Eight oh, yeah. carries for 16 yards against the Bears. Uh, yeah. You're right. I mean, but... Uh, on second thought, such, I'm disappointed in him, too. <laughs> I know. I know. That's a tough one. The Swift is a tough one. Tough He's one. He's a good player. He's a talented guy. And it doesn't help when Jamal's not out there right. helping to, to, you know, bring some attention away from him. So we'll see if Jamal Williams gets back into this one. That'll be a huge get if he is able to. It's a little alarming that a bye week did not help him get back up to speed. But that's what we're dealing with. The Lions are introducing flexibility and convenience in paying off your season tickets. Never miss a home game and pay for your tickets in monthly, interest-free payments with our monthly payment plan. Call 313-262-2222 or visit DetroitLions.com to secure your seat today for as low as $43 a month. From a defensive standpoint, hey, this is good. Ifatu Malafanwu, cornerback. He's back in this lineup. Can yeah, a guy some, with some size, some yeah. length. You know, was he six two and a half, six three? He's and really up there. was a really was a productive, good, uh, good uh, slot corner in college. And so, ironically, he he had just I knew the, the game he got injured was was the last game he played against the against the uh, uh, Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. He got beat for a long game there, but mm-hmm. he was great coverage. It was just great throw, great catch. Great beats good. Right. And I mean, he's 6'3", rookie. So, yeah, this, you're, you're right. Last one was the Packers. Um, so that'll be a huge get to that secondary. A.J. Parker is back practicing as well. Um, coming off of a neck injury is what they're calling it. So yeah. this secondary that was depleted, they're starting to get some back in there. Yeah, and one of the guy I like is, is Jerry Jacobs. I just for something about him. Yes. I just, you know, an undrafted free agent that kind of, you kind of like root for a guy like that. I don't mean Always. out and out root because look, the other guys out there, they want jobs too. But I think he's really shown something. That's just that, where they got him, who, who scouted him, whoever that it was. I think they found a guy who's going to be a player for the Lions now. Look, you can't, you don't just, you don't make your career in the first eight games of a season. But he certainly showed that, that this game's not too big for him. Yep. Yeah, he's got uh, 15 solo tackles on the year, three passes defended, uh, the rookie out of Arkansas. And he was thrust into that role. Sure. Um, and he, yeah, I mean, I feel like he has exceeded expectations to an extent. Um, and then uh, Austin Seibert, special teams. Man, what are we doing? The kicker. The kicker. The kicker. Um, he has been limited in practice with a hip injury. Um once again, another alarming injury uh, that was not healed. Yeah. We're not really sure when it happened. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a little surprising. You didn't see that coming. Did not see it coming. After a bye week, it's like, oh, everyone's good to go. Everyone had a plenty of time to rest. So William Cyber not being out there is a little alarming. 
Yeah, it is. I, th I think he's been a pretty good kicker. Now, I, for some reason, and this is just me, I just think that the kickers in, in, in this era right now, there's probably 50 guys who could kick at the National Football League at an acceptable level because of all the camps yep. and the practice squads and the veteran squads and all that, and teams are carrying an extra kicker and all that, yep. and they get all that work. And so I think you can find one. I think so. It's yeah. not perfect. You can literally go down the street. I believe Eastern Michigan's kicker. I wish I knew his name. Shout out to you. Hit a 55-yarder. Michael Hara, 55-yarder. I'm like, he just kicked his way yeah. into an NFL contract in a few years. Probably, yeah. 100%. Probably, yeah. He'll be with somebody. He'll exactly. be on somebody's roster for a while. Right. So that leaves Ryan Santoso, who may get the call up again um, in that kicker spot if Cyber is not able to go. He did very well against those Baltimore Ravens. Didn't he – didn't he – didn't Santoso kick the go-ahead extra point or he something did. like that? He did. It sounds like that's a big deal, go-ahead extra point, but it's really a 38-yard kick. Yeah, you know? it's, none of it is. He, he was called up. That's when the special teams was a little big down guy, with COVID. 2-6-5-2-something. Yeah. <laughs> I was down there at practice one day, and I'm like, who is this human? <laughs> he is the 6-foot-5 kicker. Why is your defensive end kicking field goals? Like, <laughs> what are we doing, fam? Like, come on, go go do your position. Yeah, no. So he uh, has proven that he can go out there with short notice and, uh, and, and kick some footballs through the upright. So we love that. Um, so that could be potentially a developing story. However, I think special teams, Coach Fib has a lot of faith in him. Um, okay, where do we need to go? We need to go to Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh They're on the clock. Steelers. Like... There's the a, I feel like there's a lot to digest. Did you watch Monday Night Football against the Bears? I did, yes. I didn't watch all of it, but I watched I a lot of it. I fell asleep in the fourth quarter. I think I woke up to a Bears interception. Was that in the fourth quarter? Could have been. I think it was. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I guess I was asleep, too. But I'm like, Bears are going to give them a good run for their money. And they did. You're a Bears fan. I'm not. Oh, I thought you said. Right? I'm not after that. What, week <laughs> four game? I am not. They lose a game and you're not there. You're not a fan anymore. Oh, my God. I'm literally from Detroit. <sighs> I digress. Okay. What are we looking at with Pittsburgh Steelers? What is, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when we say Steel City on the clock? You know what you're going to get. You know yes. what the game's going to be, and get ready for it because you know what's coming. You know what? They have no mercy. They're going to hit you and hit you and hit you and hit you and hit you until you either hit back and, and even the score or yep. you go tap out and say, I had enough. I've been in the octagon long enough here. Get me out of here. Yep. And I don't think the Lions will do that, but they. That's you talk to like. Anthony Lynn yesterday, the offensive coordinator, just asked him, what do you expect from, from, from the Steelers? And he said, you know what you're going to get. He said, it's, it's the organization, it's the history, it's, they've been doing the same thing. They've had three head coaches since 1969. Oh, that's crazy. With, you know, Chuck Knoll and then... Uh, I wasn't born then. Oh, I'm, I'm gapping out on here and then finally... Oh, gosh. I feel like Steelers fans are going to come for our heads. He's in the Hall of Fame. He just made it this year. Oh, gosh. I know everything about him except his name. Oh, uh, Bill Cower. Bill Cower, yeah. Bill Cower. Yeah. And on they go. You know, now Mike Tomlin. This has been there 15 years. He's won. That's out. crazy. He's won 150 games. Isn't it funny though? They were like asking Mike Tomlin if he was going to go take the USC job. Well, you know, you know what? But then his name came up, and I think I think you have I think you have to ask him that, even if you know the answer. I, I would not. Well, sometimes <laughs> you hope somebody else asks it before you do. I know. But, but it's not like you're baiting him or anything like that. It's just it's like this, hey, coach, your name came up at the Southern Cal job. Would you just like to comment on yes. it? Yes. And uh, he went off. Yeah. And that's okay, too. 
it was I, probably a better soundbite him going off than if he would say, "I very, you know, I, I respect his blah 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 blah." Thank you for asking. I'm done. One thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody got a soundbite and, and all of that out of it. Right. And that's okay. I know. We we got a chance to to hear from Mike Tomlin on a conference call. I. This is my first year. Obviously, we've talked about this. So I was not totally fully aware that coaches would opposing coaches would do conference calls with well, us. Well, they don't so do it very often. They don't. Yeah. So Nick they, Sirianni they did it, every, they which is do, great. Yeah, they used to do it every week. I wish they did it every week. I so do too. getting here from Nick Sirianni was awesome. Mike Tomlin, awesome. He said uh, he is not overlooking this Lions team. Granted, uh, Steelers are coming in off a short week. Lions are coming in off a bye week, so they get a little extra time. But I like how he said um, there's a fine line between drinking wine and squashing grapes. And we're not really <laughs> sure what that means. I think it's, you know, you drink wine after you win and you go back to squashing grapes if you lose. That's my interpretation. But that's what he said in regards to these Lions. I'll, you know what? I'll take your word for that. Yeah. It's too deep for me. I went on their, their, their website Tuesday and listened to his press conference yep. for the Pittsburgh media. And look, he's been around a while. You know, yep. this is, He's, he's absolutely fascinating. You know, I, I wouldn't want to match my vocabulary against his on the fly. I know, I know. And he went through, he went through, for about 12 minutes, he went through, he broke down his team and its performance that in the Monday night game. And then he broke down the Lions. And I thought, I have never heard that. Never. And this was what, Tuesday? This was Tuesday. The Tuesday following day after their Monday night day football game. after the game. Monday night game. Do you think he was studying Lions film literally after that game ended? Uh, I don't know, probably. You know, wow. they probably started had, working on it to. a little bit. Yeah. And but because it's not a team that they play every year, it's not like a Correct. division. It's not but like, it is our second time seeing them, kind of this year. Well, we saw them in the preseason. Preseason. Granted, they did not see almost any of the Lions starters, but we did see Big Ben out there. Wasn't he seven for seven? It was very. It was yeah. I think he went out there for two. I think drives. it was seven for seven. Two yeah. drives pulled him. I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, the atmosphere was great. Everything was great. Heinz yeah. Field was awesome. My first time there. Oh yeah, it's it's good, isn't it? It's good. I'm. I'm and I was on the, the sidelines in the broadcast, so it was absolute insanity. So I'm, I'm hoping to take it more in yeah. on a much slower pace here. You know, this if you just let me get this will make sense to some degree, but there are, there are what I call legacy franchises in the National Football League. I, w- I wanted to know which ones were similar to Pitt. Well, they're like Green Bay. Okay. They're a smaller market team. For example, if somebody, let's just say Green Bay was not in the National Football League right now, and somebody went to, to the commissioner, Roger Goodell, and said, hey, look, I'm, this is Mike O'Hare, and it's Danny Rogers from the great state of Wisconsin. We live in Green Bay. We'd like to start a franchise right now. Now, look, I know we only have 140,000 residents. Oh, my gosh. But you'd really like us because you'll love our cheese and all that. Get out of here. I know, right? Now but that you say it like that. that. 144,000, I think, residents, and they're a respected major player in the National Football League. 100%. They Pittsburgh, almost got OBJ. Right. Pittsburgh Steelers, same thing. Yep. You know, with a, with, you know, with a, now it's bigger than, you know, it's big because they got baseball, they've got hockey. You yeah. Know, or do they have hockey? Yeah, they got baseball and hockey. Yep. Uh, but they're a, a legacy franchise to yep. me. They really are. They're, they're and, and they've remained one. They remain, you know, like some teams like the Miami Dolphins, who cares? Right. Uh, New York Jets, who well, I cares? Mean, Miami Dolphins did just beat the Baltimore Ravens, yeah, so I, know, I guess but, some but people they, care that's now. That's their highlight, beating somebody. But yeah, know? yeah. But, but these guys, the, these teams, the, the teams like the, like the Steelers and, and, and the and the Packers are still beating teams. They're still relevant. They're still I contenders. Know. And I think, unless you, it's your team playing them, I think people kind of like them. I think yeah. people like the Steelers. I think they like the Packers. There's just something about them. They may not like I everything agree. about Aaron, 
Aaron Rodgers right now. No, but, they but, don't. But in general, they like that team. Yeah. They're a popular team. And I think, the, I think the Steelers are that way, too. Wow. What? Wow. Just what a time. Okay. These Steelers. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you where I think Lions can expose them, and then I want to hear where you think Lions can expose them. What if I agree with you? Okay, perfect. That would be the first time in my lifetime that you have done that. Um, and the last. I will take that. Should I shut up and let you talk? You can if you want. I can just keep <laughs> sipping on my latte from... I don't think I can say where it's from because we're not sponsored by them. That's what that. Well, where's it from? Maybe we'll get a sponsorship. I I'm not going to say it, but. Show your Lions pride by going authentic with gear from shop.detroitlions.com. For a great selection of T-shirts, hats, jerseys, and novelties with convenient flat rate shipping right to your doorstep, visit shop.detroitlions.com. Your 24/7 home for Lions gear. This Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line, I think four newcomers this season. Yeah. And they've been allowing a lot of consistent pressure on Ben Roethlisberger. Run game hasn't totally been there. This is a chance for Detroit Lions defense to get back on track um, and really throw pressure at Ben Roethlisberger and try to slow him down, make him more uncomfortable, uh, maybe uh, get him out of the pocket, see if – I think I think Big Ben ran one time in oh Monday God. night, and everyone was, was up in out. arms. And he tripped and fell and, and tried to extend him, but he landed on his gut. <laughs> if the Lions could do that one or two times, I think that would be I think that'd be great. Yeah. Um, where they can expose this defense, I'm not really sure that they can do um, a whole lot of that when you have guys uh, like T.J. Watt, who literally is a sack machine. 11 and a half sacks and he had three of that on, on Monday night three on Monday night um, three tackles for loss yeah, three quarterback hits like wow you even had a big man interception yeah. Cam Hayward defensive yeah. tackle it was beautiful to watch it looked a little painful but it was still beautiful um, so I think there's more ways there's and, and we've seen a lot of bright spots from the Lions defense so I think if they can go in there and really expose uh, Big Ben try to slow down running back Najee Harris. Oh, Lord. Good luck with that. There's a chance, however, this offense has got to do something downfield. Yeah, the one thing I like about, well, I shouldn't say the one thing. I mean, I like almost everything about the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the way they kind of replenish themselves, you yeah. know, and for example, their first four draft picks, rounds one, two, three, and four, have all started all eight games. Yeah. And we're talking about Najee Harris, the running back. We're talking about Pat Frymuth, the tight end, has four, four touchdowns. Yep. We're talking about a center. And we're talking about the left tackle. Is that that's crazy? two. The, the, that's a, a running back, a tight end, and the two most important positions on the offensive line, center and left tackle. They're draft picks. And you mentioned like the four new offensive line linemen. Yeah. But they, they get young guys and they step in and play. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Of course, of course, they need them to play too. That's well, part of it. And they're just they're just really valuable positions, and you're you're seeing a lot of production from a rookie yeah. tight end who does that. Besides, yeah. You know, like a T.J. Hawkinson. Um, okay. We're, we need to go listen to Coach Campbell's presser. So let's wrap this up. Can I get your bet MGM pick? Let's hear it. My bet MGM? Well, it's, it's everybody's pick, but I'll tailor it specifically for bet MGM. Okay. But I, I, there's something in me that, you know, look, look, the line is something like nine and a half, eight and a half, eight, whatever it, yes. wherever it is, it bounces up and down. So let's just say it's a touchdown plus. It's a score. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I can see the Lions making this a game. I really can see it. Wow. You know, and 
we've had different themes here. Was, in the last game against uh, against the Eagles, it was well, we're desperate. We've got to okay, they're going to play great because yeah. they feel desperate. <sighs> now it's they're refreshed. Well, okay, I'll I'll believe it when I see it on the field. But I think they can make a game of this because most teams do make a game of it with the Steelers. Yep. The quarterback, look in their four-game winning streak, he's got six touchdown passes. That's not great. It's not. And no interceptions. But he's taking care of the ball. Yep. Look, this is a veteran team and it knows how to win. This is a up and coming team that hasn't won yet. And I'm talking about the Lions versus the Steelers. I'll, I like the Ste- I like the Steelers to win this game, like 23-20. But I think it's going to be. Close. I've used this before. I think it's a white knuckle flight right to the end. Man, okay. Nothing would surprise me. Nothing would surprise me. In I, this game, nothing by can the way. now. It really can't at this part, point in the season. Except for one thing, the Lions have not won a game in Pittsburgh since 1955. I literally can't believe you just said that out loud. Okay. Well, I told it to you. Wow. Yeah. You remember that, don't That's you? That's the last time the Lions won in Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh. Are you joking? I never joke. Literally, that's before my parents were even born. <laughs> I know you, you were a toddler, but... If you say one more word about it... Okay, I'm, okay, we're leaving. Okay, this is Danny Rogers, Mike O'Hara for the One Pride cast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you back here next week. 